Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. As always, it is great to have you on the program. This episode is brought to you by a Cleveland Browns team that is 9-4. and four. It is also brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. Almost running out of time for Christmas gifts, folks. You know where to go. S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. This episode, Riley and I break down the game. That was Monday Night Football in Cleveland. Let's get right into it. Let's roll. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. No more echo. No check, more check. echo. One, two, one, two. All right, there. We're good. There. It's recording. Well, as our intro song said, I still believe. I still believe, Kevin. Do you Damn still right. Believe? Damn right. I still believe. Don't get me wrong. It was a t- total kick in the balls, but I still believe. Anyone who isn't proud of what they saw last night, I get it. There's no moral victories. We still lost the game. But, and we'll get into this in depth here, of course, throughout this episode. But for the love of God, if you're not proud, if you came out of that game, yeah, yeah, everyone's, you're disappointed, of course. That's natural. Oh, shit. We didn't even do our intro. Welcome back, loyal listeners to the Dogs of War podcast. The greatest Browns-specific podcast of all time. Probably that's not true. I'm your host, Raleigh. Your co-host, Raleigh, with my other co-host, Kevin. Hello. Sometimes uh, we got to be a little bit somber, but we're, we're going to build it up. Don't get me wrong. We're just starting down here. You can't see me, but my, my hand is towards the floor. It's going to slowly rise up here. Now it's I'm starting. I'm starting somber because I it hurt. It literally hurts to talk right now. I just landed back in Chicago an hour ago, but you do it for the pod. Nothing can it. stop us from this pod. Real quick though, um, you know. Part of growing up in the mean streets of Lakewood, Ohio, <laughs> is you learn when to raise your hand and say, that's on me. I messed up. Uh, the Friday Five, which was for Monday this week, uh, that was a pretty poor performance on my part. And so I apologize to the loyal listeners of the Dogs of War. It was a Friday Five, but it was actually like a two and a half minute. Um, that wasn't my best at bat. And we're just going to, you know, look ahead to the next game and keep going. But hand up. That wasn't my, or that wasn't my best performance. So that's on me. 100%. Apology accepted, Kevin. Um, you know what? I'm just going to read what I wrote today because I think I nailed it. Ooh. So, <laughs> cracks open a Pedialyte. That was hilarious to me. So, last night hurt, but it was also beautiful. We put up 42 points against the Ravens, but we also gave up 45 points to the Ravens. I refuse to acknowledge that safety as it was garbage time. The boys in Brown have come a long way. Very proud of the team. The kicker, yes, Cody Parkey. We're going to talk about him later. Bouncing back like that, like he still hit the last one after missing one and a half, whatever. So if you're listening and you're one of the people ripping on him, let's see you go out there and be a Justin Ticker. (laughs) Be a Justin Tucker, who also missed an extra point. Uh, Proud of the coaches, proud of the front office, kind of proud of the owner, not as proud of Jimmy Haslam because I blame a lot of our woes in the past decade on him but he still gets on the list. 
Um, yeah, regardless, proud of the franchise, proud of where they are, where they're going. And just a reminder, we are 9-4. and four. This is where we're starting to build it up. 9-4 and four with a new team again, or excuse me, a new head coach, new franchise leader again. And, uh, you know, let's get philosophical. That was a hell of a monologue. Thanks, man. And let me just add one more thing. By the way, how, sorry to cut you off. How effed up is it that I stumbled? Oh, I caught my F bomb there. Shout out, mom. I stumbled there, and it's I was reading what I wrote. Like I wrote it, and I was stumbling. But anyway, yes, go ahead, Kevin. It's all right. Sometimes you get emotional. Yeah, right. You're so impressed with the words you wrote, you kind of forget where you're, and you black out for a second. It's fine. The one thing I wanted to that I want to add that was that was beautiful. No, no, no edits needed. But what you just reminded me of, so I want to just add on to that, is, yeah, we have another new leader in Stefanski, but guess what? He ain't going nowhere anytime soon. Yes, exactly. Silver linings. Like, we would right now be talking, in every year of my life before, we'd be talking about who's your next head coach, who's our next GM going to be at this time of the season every single year. But now it's just so comforting to see that we got our guys down there, man, and they're not going anywhere for a very long time. So um, it's like we're we're a real franchise. This is what it, I guess this is what it feels like to be a real franchise. And his only mistake was Kareem Hunt scoring too fast late in the game. Who would have thought that the Cleveland Browns, a problem they would have, is scoring too fast? It's a good problem to have, Kevin. I agree. Forty-two points against a damn good defense. Proud of all of you guys. So, again, we talked about – so I was at the game. Shout out Mr. Norris, Mr. Gall, my pops. Went to Cleveland shop for dinner before. Got there at 530, and we sat down. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, I know you were doing the same thing, and everyone else was. That was the longest Monday of my life. Oh, dude. I have not been that excited and that pumped up for a game since game seven, Cavs 2016. Swear to God. Obviously, we're not. We, it was a championship game, but that was we haven't had an important game like that ever. Maybe what once or twice in my life for the Browns. So we go to yeah. we sit down at five thirty, and I was just like, "Oh my god, we still have three hours to go here." Anyway, walking down West Sixth to go to the stadium from Chop, and it's just so sad to see all these dark, closed bars and restaurants. And you know Ohio has the curfew. That's 10 p.m. now. They lifted it for the game, of course. But so many, it just I couldn't. The, the thing that made me sad last night. I said we were disappointed in the loss. Very proud of the team and all the players and the coaches and everyone, except not really Haslam. But anyway, like you said. But what made me sad, truly sad, and why I'm still sad. And I'm still sad today. Will be is I just kept trying to imagine all 70 or however 80,000 people in that stadium for a game like last night. That was the best NFL game of the year, full stop. No argument. No I like, no, no, one's, no one can argue that. I'd agree. I, everyone best, would agree. Best NFL game of the year, classic. I know we don't win, but I just kept, as I was sitting there last night, first of all, Cleveland Browns' first energy stadium is maybe the most COVID-friendly place on the planet. Wait, That's an exaggeration, is, but – what I mean, is, they, what defined COVID friendly is that well, like they, you're only twelve thousand? Only twelve thousand people can go in, but it's better than nothing. Uh, they'll have four seats in a row, 
in like in uh, four seats, and then they'll have like twenty seats in every direction around those four seats taped off. So like you can't. It's really only just groups of four. Like every you know. 20, 30 feet. So you're not sitting by anyone except the crew you came with. The bathrooms, every other urinal is taped off. You can't use that. Ooh. They stop. They don't serve draft beer. I don't know what that's to do with COVID. Uh, I'm out of whatever. They stop serving beer at 10 p.m. That's more for the Ohio law. It's not really COVID related. But <laughs> people who are, I mean, the, the people who are like big time, like COVID rule followers, like this is the place for you. The bottles are no longer made of glass. Shout out Bottlegate. Shout out Bottlegate. My only, the only thing that I was actually sad about is that I just, I kept sitting there like, oh my God, a game like this in Cleveland with the Browns, Monday night, division rival, and just back and forth heavyweight match all night long. The place would have been potentially burning on fire at one point, just because of how crazy it would have gotten. You know, can you imagine watching the that game? Lot? Oh, dude, yeah, that Muni Lot's, uh, the fornicating, like we already said, that would be going on all over. <laughs> How, many Muni Lot babies? Yeah. How many Muni Lot babies would have happened last night? Just cool. with all the degenerates and my fellow, our fellow beloved, blessed Browns fans. I just, that's the one thing that killed me is that Cleveland finally, and we, I think we said this over the summer a few times, that this will be the year that we probably go to the Super Bowl. Not going to because we can't go to any of the games. And and I'm I'm willing to make that sacrifice, but yeah, the, I, I've I personally have a belief that I don't think the NFL really, really, really cares about COVID, but they really, really care about making it look like they really care. Uh, reason being, it's like, well, you guys have been sweeping CTE and head injuries under the rug for pretty much since your existence. So it's like, really, COVID. That's not gonna. That's not threatening your guys as much as a lot of these the bodily harm that they're doing to themselves every day. Which, if you're listening and you play in the NFL, God bless you, sir. You have my salute. Uh, same thing with the Muni lot. My logic is, yeah, the Muni lot. I don't think COVID's that high on like your your threat on what's going to get you. You got alcohol poisoning, um, secondhand STDs. Uh, the list goes on. So, I, but I don't see the Muni lot opening up anytime in the near future. Secondhand STD might be on towards the the bottom of the list of the most dangerous things that you come across in the Muni lot. Yeah, there's uh, there's bottles. Oh, where would you put? What are the dangers of the Muni lot? I mean, it's not like falling it's not off like, the top of vehicles. Yeah, getting hit by a vehicle or a rolling keg. Yeah, getting hit by a a, a party bus, full bottle of anything. <laughs> getting hit by a by a van that's been painted like a, a sheepdog in Browns. That's one of them. Yep, yeah. That's one of them. Yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, hazards in the Muni lot and I just I don't think COVID's that high. It, it it's what shut it down, but yeah, if you would have told me why the Muni lot would shut down, pandemic would not have been high on the list. Obviously, nobody would put pandemic high on the list. The pandemic is is the least excuse me, COVID or just the, any kind of flu or virus is like the least of your concerns in, in the Muni lot. Did I, did I interrupt a uh, valid thought there? Because as soon as you said the Muni lot, all I was thinking about was getting my point across. No, I was just, I was just saying, I, just, I could not even imagine the fornicating and the shenanigans, <laughs> shenanigans that would be happening in the Muni lot 
for what was, I mean, that was a, a playoff game last night, atmosphere-wise, or would have been, excuse me. It still felt like one, but I'm saying like like all the people there, oh, man. But hey, 12,000 that were there, we brought it. We brought it hard. We went hard in the paint for yeah. our boys. And it's, it's also, it's, there is a degree of, what do you call it? I think there is value in playing that type of game on the big stage. Yeah, we fell short, but we didn't back down. That gives those guys, those because those big games, they're still going to be coming. I can't believe we got this far. I agree with you. And I, I guess we the, so, those things need to be said, obviously. But uh, Baker, he game great. of his life. Um, nah, last top two week, last week was his game. Top two, of his top life. three. I mean, this looked, was so big, though, like microscope wise. All these oh, idiots oh, out big, there. Biggest? Did you say biggest game of his life? I yeah. I said, just from the outside perspective, and I know he doesn't give a damn about any of that stuff. I truly believe that. But in terms of, and he had a lot, there's a lot of people eating curl this morning. Our boy, your boy, Stephen A. Smith, came out and was like, hand up. Uh, Baker played out of his mind last night. I got to give props. I got to give credit where due. And he said that he declared the Browns as being the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the playoffs in the AFC. We're not going to go even close to that conversation right now, but Ooh, the okay. fact that someone's even coming out and saying that, who was very much saying anti-Baker things a week ago, Baker played out of his mind last night. <laughs> I love that. I, just the way he throws that thing and threads that needle, and it's so fun being like there in person to see it, not to brag, but play out of his mind, one of the best games – Top two, top three of his professional career, obviously. One of my, uh, yeah, we, whenever somebody like trashes our players or the media, it's me and you, obviously, and many people listening are like, yeah, that journalist, they're a POS. Um, that's not a real job. I could do what you do. But as soon as they are like pro Browns or like redact what they say publicly, like Stephen A, I'm like, yeah, you know what? The, Stephen A, he gets it. The guy gets it. And so, yeah, Stephen A, you are back on the guest list for the future Dogs of War podcast guests. We might have um, to ask Mr. and Mrs. Mayfield about that one first. Oh. But, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Wait, Mr. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Wilkinsons. Wait, Shut up, the Wilkinsons. What are you talking about, Mr. Miss Mayfield? Well, I don't know. I've oh, Emily, been... Emily Baker. My bad. Yeah. He made it sound like. Well, we like can't. He has to be on the. Only if he's on the guest. They yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll run, it by the, we'll run it by the top. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah. So I'm highly, highly, highly willing to change my stance on everything I just said like that. I don't know if you could hear me snap, but. I did. Sick. But um, my biggest takeaway is that this is this is different. Yeah. They, they, it's very different times. They, they look right like they the belong team. there. It's 9-4. Nine, nine, nine and four with a depleted secondary. That's we insane. Are, we are very, very pro player. Obviously, this podcast, uh, that's the reason, one of the biggest reasons why we started it is because we wanted this to be a place where players can feel comfortable, welcome, safe, that like they understand that we're, we want them to look good. We want, they're here to make them look good the best we can, you know, the part that we play, no matter how small. That being said, we got to figure some things out of defense. Man, that was, that was hard. And now, uh, I, I know, I know, I know everyone's hurt and I know a lot of that stuff, but man, I mean, I saw some stat. I don't know if it's valid or not, 
but it was like Baker's now like the only quarterback in NFL history to put up like two forty some point games and lose both of them. Like our offense is humming. I just squeak. And then, and I'm not, I don't need the, I don't need the, the defense to be the, the 85 bears or the whatever compared to any of the greater teams. Right. But there's the few times where you're just like, ah, and I'm not going to trash them in particular. I can't, I know that we're, we're down. They're just a lot of guys. Uh, Miles, something was weird about miles last night. Yeah. He went out with, he was holding his arm shortly before, Lamar went out, which we'll get into that. We're big. We're pro Mac Wilson here. Big Mac Wilson fans, 51. I believe I met what I'm assuming is a lady friend or a relative or family member. There was a table of people on, in the inside of the club section. Not to brag. Um, I didn't pay for <laughs> I didn't buy these tickets, obviously. That, you know, like the brown starter jackets that Homage makes, or like the ones that you and I have, just the, the real vintage ones. Yeah, they had those the same like Browns colors, but on the back instead of Browns said Wilson in like that Browns font. Brand new starter jackets, like hit like his fifty one on like the, it was there. I went up to this. I was just like walking by the table, and I'm like, those are the coolest jackets ever. And they're just like, so oh, thank you, appreciate so we're that. Clear, just so we're clear, it wasn't made by Wilson. I'm talking no 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 no. I'm talking Mac Wilson, our linebacker. 51. I know. I was trying to make a joke, like it wasn't a Wilson jacket. Oh. It was hilarious. No, Somebody it was listening got it. Been. Miles was was not Miles last night. Something was weird when he came off. We were, I was sitting behind the Browns bench, and so I had like a straight view of that medical tent. And he was in there for a minute. He just like, like the way he was walking into the tent with his arm, his like right arm or hand, whatever it was, just looked weird. It just didn't look like he was comfortable or hundred percent. It's a good problem to have when him not getting at least two or three sacks, you think that's like a big problem or something's wrong. I like having this problem, but he just was not, we, we did not have flash Garrett last night. Yeah. Well, you can't be perfect is. every week. I get it. It was, I'm, it was a weird how watching the game, there were like, I want to say there were like three possessions where we stopped before Lamar even was taken out that we got him on three and out. And it's like, yeah, this defense, hell yeah. But then it's like, well, you look at the scoreboard and they drop 45 on you. I'm like, well, okay, definitely missing something. But it didn't seem like the defense didn't look like they were the defense to give up 45 points. Granted, Lamar Jackson is a goddamn cheat code. But, I mean, they were playing hard. But I think it's just a depleted secondary is what it comes down to. And one of the best players in the league. But it is what it is. They didn't back down. The offense was there to answer every time. Cream uh, Hunt scored too fast. It, can't. Score, I know we can't. I know we haven't seen him play yet, so we don't know what his potential is. But and again, we're not. We don't make excuses here. That's not what we do in Cleveland. We're not somebody do this podcast. That's what the Browns do. But it's pretty obvious. One of the biggest reasons they drafted people like Delpit, greedy, is because of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Del Pitt was drafted to, for when we play the Ravens. I, he's obviously also just a stud athlete, obviously. But when you let and it, this goes for any defense. I, by the way, I'm not saying the Browns are anywhere near one of the like a, a bad defense or one of the worst in the league. They're not. They, they just come and go too much. It kills me. But when Lamar Jackson runs 163 yards, 
the Ravens are winning a, a, that game against any team. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the announcers were breaking it down. It's like, well, you know, if you don't contain him, I, I don't even want to try to attempt to recreate because it's like, well, obviously, but his ability to turn a broken play into a massive gain is unparalleled by anybody in the league. And I don't know if there's ever been a player before him that has done it better. He's a that freak. guy, he absolutely flies. He can throw. And when he sees that weakness, he turns on the Jets. Honestly, that uh, that play deep in the game, or late in the game, um, it was like the second-to-last touchdown pass he threw once he came back from the locker room, which we got to get into the locker room here quickly. But I thought, I was like, God damn it. He's going to turn on the Jets and gain 20 yards, and now he threw a dime, and that was that. But, yeah, the guy is a stud, so you essentially need to be firing on all cylinders in order to contain that man. And we just weren't able to do it last night. But they still, again, Silver Linings put up 42 points against an incredible defense. So hats off to both teams. It's not even official what the stance on why he was in the locker room. Kevin was at the game, so they just saw Lamar Jackson gone. So we had no idea what was going on. Um, I'm watching the game from home, and they're saying he's in the locker room. And you're like, what the hell is he in the locker room? Like, what's go- is he coming back? I hope he's okay. But I could, <laughs> I'd be really okay if he didn't come back this game. Um, and they said it was cramps. I'm like, cramps, cramps. And there's like all of this internet meme stuff going around that he was essentially taking a duke, dropping a duke, and now uh, just I hate resorting to potty humor, but it's kind of funny. And then they put in uh, what's that guy's name, uh, the backup quarterback, McSorley. Yeah, and they crush him the first possession. The Browns they score. He comes back in. Uh, he stays in McSorley, and they get him to like third and long, and that's when they put Lamar in. When they said that Lamar was running out of the locker room, I dropped the biggest F-bomb to date this season. I did not have a good feeling about it, and I was right. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? on Like, was he taking a shit for that long? I had absolutely, none of us did. We're sitting there, and we see McSorley come out. You know, one snap, we're like, all right, maybe he's, uh, you know, if you have an equipment problem, you have to sit out of play. Or they're doing a wildcat with I, I don't know. I was trying to think of anything. I didn't expect him. I knew he wasn't hurt, Lamar. But then McSorley stayed it for like two or three plays. So we're like, what's going on? And then so everyone's like, check Twitter, check Twitter. I tried it, but like nothing, no one had put anything on Twitter about what was going on because no one knew what was going on. And we'll never Lamar. really know because it's now, not like the first report is gonna come out and say confirmed. Yeah. He had to go. But the first <laughs> the the initial thing was cramps, like his cramps. Um, but then when he came, didn't come off for, you know, a couple series, it was like, oh man. But then after the game and this morning and today, of course, it's viral everywhere. The video of him running through the hall to get into the locker room and him like chewing the person by the door, like move, move, move. <laughs> Look, like we said before we got on the mic here tonight from, you could be the biggest hillbilly in the world. You could be the queen of England there, and everyone in between. There is not anyone alive who has not been in that situation at least once and can remember it right now. Granted, on a much, much, much smaller stage. Millions of people people are not watching you do it, of course. But 
That's the worst thing in the world. And that, so, that's my nightmare. Like I don't think. Well, my biggest nightmare is having to drop a deuce on a plane, but that's neither here nor there. Haven't done it yet. The no thing, problem. I I do not think he pooped his pants. I can't believe we're having this conversation right now. <laughs> I just said that about an NFL quarterback, but uh, I don't think he pooped his pants. I think he was in the process of being very close to doing so. Yeah. Gosh, that is my nightmare. You were like, you were like, he had cramps. You're not running like that with cramps. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting helped, or you're walking slow. To you're not running like that, and then moving someone out of the way by the door after the game. He was like, no, I just had cramps, but uh, I, I got to get to the locker room. The cramps, the cramps, the again, it's a cramp sprint. This is all allegedly, no proof, but uh, uh, yeah, pretty sure he pooped his pants. Yeah, or close to it. And uh, McSorley got. Smoked, like so. Th- this is we had no idea what was going on because obviously, like we just see Lamar just not there anymore. And then two series later, McSorley goes down, gets hit so hard that every player on the field, Browns included, were on one knee praying. So we're in the stands, like, what the hell is going on right now? He's out. Where's the so there's a, a moment where like because RG three is their backup, he's hurt, obviously. McSorley just went down. Lamar's over We were trying to figure out, like, who's their fourth-string quarterback? What do they do? Throwing a wide receiver or something? Like, this was what was going through our heads. We're trying to figure this out. And then Lamar runs out, like, some movie ending and scores right off the jump. And the poop jokes were just flying. <laughs> from the can to the throne, Lamar Jackson, you from bastard. Going for two from the back door cover. Just all this. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, really wish you would have. Really wish you would have come back into that game, but that is undeniably funny. And uh, yeah, hats off to I don't know him, I guess. But yeah, that was that was insane. That that was a classic twenty twenty ridiculous thing to occur. So twenty twenty, I hundred percent, hundred percent. It Browns even more so more than just being twice, just because it's the Browns. I will say, now, to know me is to know the history I well, we all have with Cody Parkey. And again, I've said this many times, all the Chicago people saying, oh, man, you don't know what it's like. We had to put, No, we had him before you guys had him, okay? I'm not anti-Parkey, okay? I just know it could all – and he's been unreal all year. Mm-hmm. I think he missed. He didn't miss till I'm not counting the windy games. He didn't miss anything really till yesterday. Um, and he's had some clutch kicks. So like, let's not forget mm-hmm. that when you're if you're going to be first in line to like call for the Browns to get rid of him, uh, it was against the Colts, which was a huge game, a huge win. Um, somewhere in the first half, he drilled a long one that it was like a 50 yard or something like that. If he misses that kick. Colts, they're on their 45, and we have three less points. Mm-hmm. So he has shown up for us, and there's a lot of people. Sorry to interrupt you, but now I'm in rap mode. And eh, go ahead. People act like kickers. Like, oh, you can't make that kick. You could get 100 shots, and you wouldn't make that kick. And then if you became, like, decent at, like, shooting 30%, you're not making that kick on the big stage. So stop acting like he's going out there with the intention of missing that kick. He's not partying at the club. Well, the clubs are shut down anyway, so even if he was partying, he wouldn't really have that option. Yeah, right? Um, It's not like he's, 
like, oh, I'm going to rip a line of some drug and then attempt to give this kick, but I don't really care. I'm getting paid. It's like, no, they want to make that kick more than you've ever wanted to make anything. And their family wants them to make that kick more than you wanted to make anything. So give the guy some goddamn slack. Justin Tucker missed one, too. Granted, he iced through that dagger at us at the end of the game, but just relax and support our guy. If the management, the GMs decide to get rid of him in the offseason, then that's that. But you don't have to play armchair quarterback as well as armchair, oh, I hate this kicker. Shut up. Great rant. Thanks. Great rant. Sick rant. I'm going to, just to keep this a, uh, I'm going to play the other side of this now. Oh, hell yeah. Do that. That's a good show. That's good TV. Good uh, pod. Look, understanding that Justin Tucker is, if not one, the greatest kicker of all time. Other than He's Phil automatic. Uh, besides Phil Dawson. Well, that's, uh, yeah, obviously. Understanding that he's making, when he's making 55 yarders out there, Parky was not having to make a kick anywhere near that long. You got to make you got to make at least one of those kicks. Like that's that's tough. Not he. It's one game, obviously a huge game, but he ain't getting cuts there tomorrow. It happens. It's something like that happens again. It's another conversation. But yeah, I will say I I am Parky and I have a very very uh, traumatic love hate relationship. He has no idea who I am, but I, I don't. I, I wasn't even thinking of him at all after that loss or really at all today. A little bit. A little bit. But what are you going to do? I mean, and if you were to be in the point fingers, it's like, well, you know, the defense, we gave up 45 points. Like, we could have given – if we would have given up seven points less than that, then boom, we're not having the conversation. But – that's neither here nor there. Point is, he's our guy until he isn't our guy, so you might as well goddamn support him. It's my opinion. Overall, again, you got to be proud of what you saw last night. You're, uh, I don't want to call you an idiot if you're not. That's just rude. But I'm thinking it. <laughs> as am I, old friend. As am I. I mean, come on. I mean, some of these, I'm not even going to get, I'm not, I'm done acknowledging people that are just running their mouth because I'm, you know, on social media because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Not that we do either, but I mean, uh, again, not to sound repetitive every single damn episode. Guys, a few years ago, we were one in 31. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Now we're, we're, we're out there duking it out with one of the better teams in the league. We got franchise corner pieces down there, balling out. We're in a good spot right now. We're in a very, very, very good spot right now. Yeah. That being said, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure 10 wins isn't going to get us into the playoffs. Hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, let's talk about the egg chug. Um, yeah. So, uh, basically. All right, literally, hey, I missed everything last night. Like, I was not. I wasn't really following along on social media, but I didn't really have my phone out during the game. So I need to be filled in on this too. <laughs> okay. Well, for those listening and that don't have the Instagram machine on game days from the Instagram account, I do game day rituals. Part of it because it's fun. Also because I'm very unhealthily superstitious. Um, I don't know why I started this now that I think about it. Like I do not 
remembering the thought process. But one time I poured a beer, cracked a raw egg, and chugged it kind of rocky-ish, kind of like uh, The Wire Season 2, and we won that game. Every game I've done it, we've won. When there was a game that I didn't do it, that was when we were in Oakland, the Browns lost. I'm like, holy shit, this egg thing works. And then I pointed out on the Instagram, like, yeah, this egg thing, why am I doing it? Because it works. And then people are like DMing me throughout the day yesterday, like, when are you doing the egg chuck? When are you doing the egg chuck? Not from like a, I'll do the egg chuck, it's hilarious, but like, hey, we need you, we need to, we need this win. I'm like, I know, right? Um, so then people started sending me videos of them doing the egg chug and I was like okay I'll, I'll repost that one but it's the last one I do not contone egg chugs one it's disgusting two it might cause salmonella I don't know if salmonella is a thing but I don't know, we're in the year of diseases so also I, I don't want to get sued for I, reading about some guy that died of salmonella because of a superstition that works albeit um but anyway, people kept sending them to me. And I was like, my God. I was just mind blown with how supportive they were and how much they believed in it. Granted, we lost, but I've determined that that's because it only works if I do it. So if you're listening, no more egg chuggers from any of you. That belongs to me. That's the only way it works is if I alone do the egg chug. But it was very emotional. Um, with all of the support. It was like uh, that... I am Spartacus moment in that movie Spartacus, which that's too long of a reference to explain, but there was a single tear that may or may not have gone down my eye, cheek, whatever. And that's totally fair and expected. But again, like you just said, the moral of the story, ladies and gents, please stop drinking raw eggs before Browns games. Let Rella do that because it only works when he does it by himself. Correct. That, that's, that's, that was a much clearer concise way of saying it but yeah pretty much um <laughs> the, the superstitions have gotten so bad kate was watching the game in what she calls kate's corner she sits quietly on the couch and when the browns were up by like two after they were when we were coming back in the fourth she asked if she could do some push-ups on the floor i'm watching the game I'm like i mean yeah i don't care why are you asking she goes because if we lose i don't want to hear about how it was my fault did you, sit, I, did you sit on her back while she was doing them? Yeah, it was uh, it was very Rocky montage scene-esque. Um, no, I obviously was not watching her. I was watching the game, but I gave her like that. Yes, you can do it. And if we lose, I won't blame you. Shout out Kate, though. But if the, yeah, I know. Good for us. Fit couple. Um, fit her more so. But yeah, but then, you know, I said that when we were up. In hindsight, I'm like, yeah, no more goddamn push-ups in moments of need but you know it is what it is and we all uh there were a lot of winners there were a lot of losers the people that supported with the egg chug while they're they meant well ultimately it uh led to the l so it's okay we're gonna be all right we're still nine and four but moving forward just maintain focus and uh yeah egg this, chug is no is to be, this is no time to be down yeah, you're a little down after the last half a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I haven't cut hey. my hair or my face hair, which kind of dig in the flow. I look like a mountain man. But yeah, this is this is going through January until the Browns are done. My friends, don't forget. 
Third January. Third January. Thank you. But what I was going to say is that today you're listening to this. It's releasing on Wednesday. You got a few days to get some sleep and get some rest. And we got a big Sunday night game coming up against the Giants, man. God, it is. It's You got to get pumped up. Let's go. Friday 5 will cover everything about that. But we got a big one coming up here. Yeah, and let's go into this. We're going to go into this humble. Uh, did the Browns have a superior record? Yes, but this game, make no mistake, is big, and it is a must win. The Browns, they have to put up at least two of three. We could win two of the next three games and still not make the playoffs. That is a unlikely, but it is possible. And don't, put that, don't put that in the universe, though. It's, in, it's already on the internet, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. I'm just like, okay. One, we got to go one and zero each week, and I'm actually jacked to play Pittsburgh. But please, God, beat the Giants. Please, God, beat the Jets. Are we going to Pittsburgh game? I think we should find out a way to get tickets. Uh, yeah, that'd be. Let's we try to try and do a live show if we can. Ooh, Ooh we haven't discussed this until just now, so we'll we'll take us off mic and let the listeners know. But we should try to do something. That'd be nasty. Uh, yeah, Giants are not. Giants are no joke, you know, and it's going to be some of those guys are going to be coming hard, man. Don't forget, Jabril Pepper's back there. He's, He's going to be, be coming hard. Uh, uh, guys, remember, name, remember a guy named Freddie Kitchens? He's a tight ends coach for the Giants. And he is going to want that win bad. Granted, he only controls the tight ends, but our linebacking core, kind of weak. So really hoping that, uh, God, please, Freddie, do not be, don't, don't do this. Don't, don't do whatever it is you want to do. To us, come on, Browns! Please, God, win against the Giants and the Jets. Two primetime games in a row. Don't forget, too. They flexed the Cowboys out of this spot for the Browns. So who's the real America's team right now? Oh, it's for, for sure us. Like that's what. Like that's when it's one of those. Like that's again, twenty twenty, where the Cowboys are getting flexed out of prime time for the Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants. That's yeah. the world we live in right now. It's deserved. Look at these teams. But still, the fact that that's happening in the year of our Lord 2020 is just something that's incredible. It is. It's a thing of beauty. Thanks for listening again. As always, keep supporting your team. Keep supporting your guys. Keep supporting your friends, family, and loved ones. Support everybody that deserves supporting, mostly the Browns. Was it a kick in the guts? Yes. Especially for Lamar. Well, Ooh. Was that, was that, was that too? That too was uh, no, I like that. I, I don't even know if it hit, but. Suck it, Lamar, you bastard. Um, yeah, can't believe we're doing poop jokes, but whatever. Tough loss, but the Browns, they're in a good spot, and they're going to be in better spots, and I, for one, am excited. Good things ahead, my friends. Big game coming up. Time to get right back up on that horse, and let's roll. We'll see you on Friday for the Friday Five. That is it for the Dogs of War for this week. Very therapeutic episode. I feel great. Yeah, you know Let's what? Let's all the night. Amen. Uh, and uh, if you're it. listening, if you're listening, call the Media Lot payphone. Read the number. It's in the little description thingy. The Media Lot payphone will be read on Friday, the Friday Five. And don't forget to hit that subscribe and maybe get, like or give us a rating on there too. Whatever you listen to us on right now. But that does it for Raleigh and I. We'll see you on Friday. Go Browns. Good night, Cleveland. <laughs>
It seems the Browns are going away. I close my eyes, begin to pray to Kareem Hunt and OBJ. Oh,